Good morning, Lighthouse, and welcome to our online Sunday worship service. Today, we're going to continue our preaching series called Reboot, Restarting Life in God's Way. And last week, maraming maraming salamat, Pastor Jonathan Arantod, for just preaching with all gusto. And we talked about how to now control your life. Of course, this preaching series is um, inspired by the life of Joshua, the book of Joshua. It's just so fitting because reboot means to restart a new beginning. And the book of Joshua is all about new beginnings. That's how God works in our life. And our prayer today is our topic that I will be sharing how do we now alter our focus? Alter your focus in God as you continue now this new journey, this new beginning, this new thing that God is now starting in our life called the new normal. So if you are ready, would you now open your Bibles with me on Joshua chapter 3, verses 5 to 7. Again, Joshua chapter 3. Verses 5 to 7. Let me read on the ESV version. If you don't have that Bible version, it's okay. We're going to flash it in your screen so you can follow me. Let's read. Joshua 3, verses 5 to 7. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priest, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and pass on before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. This will be our main text this morning but we will have so much preaching in the word of the Lord in the story of Joshua from chapters 3 verses up to chapters 5, verses 17. So may I ask you, would you bow your heads with me? And let's just pray and let's just ask the Lord to speak to us this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Truly, you are a God of amazing things. Truly, you start new beginnings, new chapters in our life, oh God. Even in this time of pandemic, oh Lord, we wanted to see you. We wanted to hear you, oh God. So Lord, as we go back to the narrative of Joshua, as we go back to the wonderful things that you have done for your people, would you also speak to me this morning, oh God. And Lord, would you turn now my eyes unto you. As, I, as we learn to alter our focus on you, oh God. Would you touch us, oh Lord. Speak to us, oh God. We, your children, are listening. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we're going to talk about how to alter your focus in God in the story of Joshua from chapters 3 to chapter 5. Wonderful story. So why don't we start and go back to the story itself 
and just look at the life of Joshua and look at the life of the Israelites and how God has placed them in this new season, in this new beginning, in a season of power, a season of greatness, and it's all about Him. So it started in chapter 3 that in the morning, Joshua rose up and now led the people of Israelite as the new leader of this nation. And he said, let's go forth from this land of Shittim and let's now camp near the Jordan River. So after three days, the officers, his officers, his generals, his lieutenants, start now to go around the camp shouting out loud with the clear instructions from God. And the officers were shouting, Hear, O Israel, when you see the ark being taken up and going ahead of you, pack up your things, pack up your tents, because we're going to go forward. Follow the Lord today. But there was a clear instructions after that. They said to the people of Israel, If you see the Ark of the Covenant going ahead to you, do not go before it. Let it be in front of you. And it's very exact in the Word of God. It says that 900 meters away, let be sure that you see the Ark of the Lord 900 meters away. Why? Because you don't know the terrain. You don't know this land. So you know where you should go. Alter now your focus in the very presence of God. As soon as they have given that instructions, Joshua stood up with all gusto and with all heart and saying now, addressing the people of Israel, saying, consecrate now yourselves. As the text that we have just read, consecrate now yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourselves, O people. What does it mean? Meaning, get rid of yourselves now, anything that will hinder you among the in the journey. Get rid of yourself that is not of God. So as the people walk along, following the Ark of the Covenant, 900 meters away, if you can see in the pictures, in your screen right now, they reach the very bank of the Jordan River. So Joshua stood up because he heard from the very voice of God. And God said, today, Joshua, this is how you will know that I will lift you up and that the people of Israel will see you, that I am with you as I was with Moses, that I am a promise keeper, that I am a covenant maker, that my promise will be with you till the very last days because here is what I am going to do. So Joshua addressed the very people of Israel. See, I want you now to look how God will now deliver us from this Canaanites, from this Hittites, and all the enemies that we're about to face. Because the promise of God, it is now. You see the Jordan River, it is flooded, yes. It is now not passable. But I want you to stand still. And be strong and be very courageous, for God is about to deliver us. 
So, the Levites who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and this is amazing. Because the moment now their barefoot started to reach the very rivers of this flooded Jordan River, it started now to split into two. They are now walking on dry ground. The river that was flooded before, the river that was flowing, overflowing, now they are starting to walk on dry ground. And it says in the very word of God, upstream in the city of Adam, where there is now that river uh, now has been stopped and now making now a heap of walls of water. And downstream as well, as far as back to the Dead Sea. So you see, that's the power of our heavenly Father. He is the only one who could do such amazing things like that. So if you could see in your picture, in the screen, that, that in your screen right now, as the Levites were holding the ark, multitudes of people, children, adults are now starting to walk in amazement because now they are walking not on muddy grounds. They are walking where dust is flying around on dry ground. Truly, God is amazing. Truly, that He is true to His words. That when He says, I am going to do amazing things amongst you tomorrow, that's how powerful our God is. So as the children of God crossed now the river, the dry riverbed, Jordan River, God now told this very strict instructions to Joshua. Joshua, I want you now to gather 12 men. 12 men from every 12 tribes representing each tribe. Of the, is, of the Israelites. So he gathered them and he said, I don't want you now to go back in the center of the riverbed and get now big heaps of stone and carry it on your shoulders because God has a clear instructions and he wants us to do again something that is amazing. So you see men now, 12, those 12 men going back to the riverbed. And carrying now this big, heavy stones. These are not stones that are tiny and that are weightless. These are heavy river rock stones. And you see 12 strong men carrying it slowly, painfully, because it is so heavy. So as they reach Gilgal, that camp, now Joshua said, All right, Levites. I want you now to come up. The ones who is carrying the Ark of the Covenant. The moment that all the Israelites have crossed. Now it's the time for the ones who is carrying the Ark. And again, another amazing thing happened. Because the moment they are now off from the riverbed. That riverbed that is dry because of the amazing power of God. Suddenly. It's now flooded again. You see, truly, God can only do such wonderful things like that.
Now, the people were asking Joshua on chapter 4, why did you order us to take up now these heavy stones? And God said to Joshua, this is what I want you to do on those big river stones. I want you now to pile them up one by one as high as you can because this is what I want to happen now to your life and the people. That when your children's children ask and they see these standing stones, as you see, my friends, that's very unusual. It's not common to see stones being piled up together even in ancient times. It's one wonderful thing to be amazed of or to, to, to look at. And God just simply said this, because I wanted your children to know that I am the God, the great God who was with Moses, who was with you, who gave you that orders to be strong and be very courageous, that I am the one, tell them, I am the one who delivered all of you to cross that Jordan River. I am the one who will deliver you to conquer now this land, Canaan. See, that's how God is amazing. But the story is not yet over. As they camp, God said to Joshua, Joshua, I want you to now make small knives, flint knives, and I want you to now to circumcise the people, my people, because this generation are not circumcised people. They are the generation who uh, grew up in the desert and their parents who were disobedient and who doesn't trust the Lord had passed away. And God did that just to fulfill His promise through the life of Abraham. In Genesis 17, God commanded Abraham, I want you to now make a declaration this covenant of mine and yours to me, that our love and our bond together will be forever. So that is the mark of their covenant. So he circumcised all the young and all the old men, and they stayed at Gilgal. Actually, Gilgal was the name because it is now, the meaning of Gilgal is that God has taken you now out of reproach of Egypt, that shame that shame that you don't have my covenant, that you don't have my love. Now, you have it, my children. And when they stayed at Gilgal, before they even now uh, conquer the lands of Jericho, that was the first time that they now enjoyed the very first fruits of the land. Manna from heaven and quail from heaven started to stop raining down, and they enjoyed in the land of Canaan, looking at the fields, looking at the mountains, enjoying the glory of God, the victory that was given to them, crossing the Jordan River. And they ate, and they did their very first Passover there. Why do we, why are we going back to the story, my friends? Because I truly believe that the God who is in the middle of the story, the God who said that I will do amazing things among you is the same God who is speaking to me 
and to you today. And His promises are still true. That He wants to do amazing things amongst us. You see, the Israelites, their new beginning, it's not the kind of new beginnings that, you know, something that you can say, wow, this is a new beginning that we can rejoice, that we can be proud of. No, their new beginning in the land of Canaan is very painful. Remember, in chapter 1, Moses died. Their leader died. They were leaderless, so Joshua has to step up. There was this feeling of uncertainty because they don't know the land. And now they have to face the Hittites. Now they have to face Jericho. Now they have to face all these enemies in this land. And they're not equipped. Yes, they may be, you know, warriors, but they're not really the type of warriors who would take on in the wall of Jericho. They may experience skirmishes with the Amalekites during their uh, journey in the desert, but they're not really equipped. That's their feeling at that time. Their new beginning is full of uncertainty, full of fear, full of, Lord, it's so complex. We don't know the land. And I think for all of us, speaking for myself and, and to you, my lighthouse friends, I believe so that all of us can relate to Joshua and to the Israelites. Because our new beginning this year, it wasn't really joyful and good. When the pandemic Hitted us. It exposed us now to a world of, as the experts will say in the marketplace, volatility, napaka volatile, full of uncertainty, full of uh, complexity, right? Because that is the world that we are living right now. And the more that the message of the Lord for us this morning is very important. Alter now your focus, my son and my daughter, to me. I am the one who is going to lead you now in this journey. I am the one who is going to do amazing things amongst your eyes. Alter your focus on the Lord. Very important. Because in the world that we are living now, because of fear, because of anxiety, and because of the chaos around us right now. It's so easy now to, to get lost, isn't it? It's so easy now to get lost from our focus in the Lord. So I pray that even as we go back to the story, God is already speaking to your hearts as He is to be today. I wanted to share to you four truths, four or five truths that we can now learn from the story. Number one, get rid of anything that will hinder you in your journey. Consecrate yourselves. Joshua chapter 3, verses 5. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. That is the key word today. 
If you wanted to alter your focus on God this morning, our key word today is consecrate. Get rid of anything that will hinder you in this journey. Anything that is not of the Lord. Anything that will take your eyes away from Him. Oh, how I love how Paul said it in the book of Ephesians. Because if the book of Joshua is a book of power, a book of new beginnings, because the center of that book is God Himself. In New Testament, I believe, so the, the counterpart of the book of Joshua is the book of Ephesians. Because it's a book of power. And look what Paul is saying on, uh, uh, on the book of Ephesians. He said, get rid of all bitterness, passion, and anger. No more shouting or insults. Right? Get rid of your old self, he is saying on chapters 4, verse 22, which made you live as you used to. The old self that was being destroyed but by its deceitful desires. You see, God is creating something new for us to step in. But He is not just, He just, He don't just want something new for us to step in. He wanted our hearts to be new as well. So, this is a very good question for all of us. What is it in me that's hindering me in my journey and is hindering me now to alter my focus on God? Consecration is the key, my friends. And consecration is not a one-time, big-time thing. Jesus even said to his disciples, if you wanted to follow me daily, deny yourself, carry your cross. You see, consecration is a daily thing. That now we, we check ourselves. That, Lord, this is not right. This is not from you. So I would take it out because it would just hinder me now in my journey. Number two, one of the wonderful truths that we can learn from the narrative. Allow the Lord now to take the lead on your journey. Obedience is the key. Obedience is the key word that we're looking for. Look at Joshua chapter 3, verses 3 to 4. When you seek the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God, and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits, for us 900 meters, between you and the Ark, and do not go near it. There was a clear instructions for the Israelites. Paunahin ninyo ang Panginoon. Obey the instructions. Let the Lord take the lead. Let the Lord be the one who would take on the driver's seat now on this journey and lead us to the promised land. Lead us now to victory. Because at times like this, where challenges is just so high because of this pandemic, there's so much complexity. There's so much uncertainty at work, at school, at life, at home. The, ten the tendency is that we, we, we take charge. We're so impatient. We, 
we take now the wheel and say, God, nah, I, I don't think your plan is working. It, it's taking too much time. I don't have much patience. So let me take the wheel and take charge. But that's where the danger come in, my friends. Let us be very careful. Let us look back on the story and take heed of the lessons now that is being now unraveled to us. That allow the Lord to take lead on our journey. Let Him lead us to the places that we don't know. To the areas, to, to this new normal that we're not used to. I don't know what are your challenges in your life right now. But let me share to you mine and my, my, my dear wife. You know, my wife is a nurse. And after ECQ, or rather our EHQ, because we just got married February. And EHQ for us means extended honeymoon quarantine. <laughs> but after ECQ, or our EHQ, when GCQ came, God was already talking now to Rena, my wife. Because she's a nurse and she said, My love, I believe so God wanted me to go back to service. There's so many people getting sick. So many people are dying. And when we were having that conversation at the back of my mind, I felt like I was already treading in places that I don't know. And I was trying to take in charge. I was trying to, you know, revert the conversation or trying to win her back. Or more or less trying to get ahead of the Lord. And it was so difficult on the very first few weeks when she started to work in a nearby hospital in our place. So every time I would walk her out, if it's in the morning or if it's in the evening, 10 p.m., I have to walk her since it's just a walking distance. You know, after I walked her and me now alone going home, anxiety and just fear just starting now to, you know, knock on the very doors of my mind. Because I was so afraid. I was afraid and I was shouting to God through my prayers, Lord, why? Why now? Can, 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 it, can, can I just take control of this? Can I just tell to my wife, not, not this season? Because you know there's this virus out there that even the doctors and the nurses themselves were getting sick. But God just took me in one corner and said, My son, what are you doing? Don't you trust me? Don't you trust my greatness in your life and in your wife? That this is my plan. Sometimes allowing the Lord to take lead, sometimes it really is painful to us. But you see, that's where the blessing comes in. That's where wonderful lessons about life comes in and God now reveals himself to us. Let us allow the Lord to take lead in our lives. At wag po natin siyang pangunahan. Wag po natin panghunaan ng Panginoon with anxiety and fear and discouragement. But let's go back to the very promise of God. That's why I like the book of Joshua because he introduced himself to Joshua. Joshua, I know you are afraid. Joshua, I know that 
You are not used to, to lead this kind of people, a nation, to be exact. And you don't know the terrain. You don't know the enemy. But I am telling you, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Be strong and be very courageous, Joshua. Make sure that my words will be with you. Meditate it on it day and night. I think that's what we needed to do in our lives today. The more that the challenges in our lives rise up, the more that we should alter our focus in God by just allowing Him to take the lead and following Him through His words. Third, third wonderful truth that we can learn from this story. Walk faithfully in the promise of the Lord. Make sure we go back to our covenant. Joshua chapter 5, verses 2 to 3. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites at Gibeath Haraloth, that place. You see, God is not just asking for the Israelites now to now fulfill the covenant that God has given to Abraham, that promise, that mark, that Lord, our lives now belongs to you. So we will now be circumcised. But I want you to read this now on your screen from Deuteronomy verses, uh, chapter 10, verse 12 to 6. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all His ways, to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. And listen to this. Behold to the Lord your God, belong heaven and heavens of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart in love on your fathers and chose their offsprings among them. You above all peoples as you are this day. Now here's the key race. He says, circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no longer stubborn. You see, walking now faithfully in the covenant that God has given us, it doesn't just require us to just walk from the outside, but walk faithfully inside and out. God is not just looking for the mark that says that, Lord, I am following you. My life is now yours. But He is more after our hearts, the issue of our hearts. That's why He says there very clearly, circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart. Yes, God wanted us to trust His word, to take lead. But as we now live out a life of covenant to Him, that yes, Lord, my life belongs to you. Hindi lang po ito panglabas na anyo. God is more on the inward, on our hearts. Because the outside, it could be easily fake. It could be easily fake. You can jump all day so that people could see you praising God. But if our hearts is not right to God, it's not in line 
with him, then it, it doesn't make sense at all. Let's live out our covenant inside and out. And lastly, one of the wonderful truths that we can learn from this narrative. Declare God's wondrous work in your life. Share Jesus. Make disciples. Declare now the things that he has done in your life, in this journey, how painful it may be, how horrible it may be. Look at Joshua chapter 4, 20 to 22. And Joshua set up Gilgal, the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their parents, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. You see, God wanted to use our stories, our experiences in this year of pandemic. And now he wanted us to take in also in this new beginning that he is starting. So that we can share it and declare his goodness. Those stones are heavy. It wasn't easy to carry on their shoulders those 12 men from the 12 tribes of Israel. And I think, and I believe so that we can relate in a way that our stories too, sometimes it's also heavy to carry. Because the stories that we have, it's so painful too. Maybe some of us right now, like the Israelites, are also mourning to someone who just passed away, our loved ones, our friends. Maybe this pandemic has really treated you in a very negative way that you, you see life now as if there is no more hope, there is no more joy. So just so painful, Panginoon. But that's the beauty, the power of God when He says, I would do amazing things in your very eyes, my child. Because even those painful stories, stones, heavy stones that you carry in your life, I can use it for my glory. I can use it so that my name will be declared out there. So that my name will be glorified through your life. And I pray that you and I right now, as we hear this, we are encouraged by the very words of God. I have a friend who also has a painful stone-lifting story. And he is one of our pastors here in Lighthouse Christian Community. Our young adult pastor, Pastor Ivan Bautista. I want you now to listen to his story and be blessed. Hello everyone, I am Ivan Bautista from Young Adults Ministry or YAMOE. I'd like to share with you my story on how altering my focus to God helped me in my COVID journey. So I had my first symptom last August 1 and it just started sa sipon. I thought it's just normal kasi no mga panahon na yon umaaraw at umuulan. However, the next day, nilagnat na rin ako for a couple of days so I rested. My good friend who is a doctor already advised me to isolate myself sa mga kasama ko sa bahay and have myself checked by a doctor. However, ayoko sana magpunta sa hospital or clinic because of the risk of getting the virus. I don't have any idea na 
COVID na yon during that time. So, I tried to find ways like online consultation. So, I did and took yung medicine na nireseta sa akin. As days go by, nawala naman yung symptom, yung symptom, yung sipon at lagnat. So, I just went for my usual work from home and other ministry activities. Though, napalitan naman ng ubo at sorto. I consulted again. Uh, the doctor gave me already antibiotic. So, tinake ko yun, more than a week. I feel better na, pero few lingering symptoms na lang. Then, nawalan rin ako ng panlasa. In the back of my mind, I might already have COVID, pero parang ayokong isipin. I still thank God I'm already feeling better since wala na naman ako ng ibang symptoms. Konting ubo na lang at yung wala nga panlasa. So, fast forward, may panlasa na ako. At I really feel good na, though may konting ubo na lang. Kaya after nun, tinapos ko na ang home quarantine and went out to meet family and relatives during a weekend to spend time with them at makiramay na din. Ready na rin ako to go back to office for work since I was working from home from the past weeks. At dahil required sa company, I took a rapid test and it tested IgG positive, meaning that I might have the virus and I'm already in the road to recovery because antibody was already present in my blood, which fights off the virus. Dahil nga may konting ubo pa rin, kahit madalang naman, I decided to take the swab test to know once and for all kung may COVID or nag-COVID ba or wala. Though it was already 23 days since I had my first symptom at matagal na rin natapos ang 14-day isolation. Since nag-IgG positive ako sa rapid test, protocol sa company namin that I should be isolated. So for second time, Nag-isolate ulit ako. While I'm waiting for the swab test result, I was really praying for negative. Though in the back of my mind, it might be COVID because of the symptoms na experience ko. I'm not afraid for myself, but for my parents, dahil kasama ko sila sa bahay, and others na nakasalamuha ko, family and relatives, after I went out. The result came out and I tested positive. I really can't describe my feelings when I saw the results. Basta, na, naiiyak lang ako. Maraman lang tumakbo sa isip ko. Unang-una, paano yung family and relatives na nakasalumok ako? Did I bring the virus to them? Nakakahawa pa rin ba ako ng mga panahon na yon? I have a two-year-old na pamangkin na nakalaro ko pa nung weekend before I took the swab test. Sinisisi ko rin ang sarili ko. Naisip ko kung mas nag-ingat lang sana ako, walang possibility na nahawahan ko sila. Sana nakinig ako sa kaibigan kong doktor na dapat nagpa-check up na ako para dun palang nalaman ko na agad kung COVID ba or hindi. Naisip ko na hindi mo na dapat ako lumabas hanggat hindi ako sigurado. I put the lives of my loved ones in danger. Kaya even I was already isolated nung time na yun, parang gusto ko palalong mag-isolate. Naisip ko na mag-stop muna sa work and sa ministry just to rest and think. Okay naman ako physically pero my mind and spirit ay hindi. I was really shaken nung nalaman ko yung results. Nung araw na yon I was asking God, Lord, bakit ako nagkaroon ng virus? Me and my family were faithful every day on praying and we even anointed our doors with oil and declared that this virus will pass over this household. Pero bakit ganun pa rin? Before I have my symptoms, I know na nag-iingat naman ako. The protocols, um, alcohol, mask, and face shield 
sinusunod ko yan at hindi naman ako pumupunta kung saan-saan. Pero bakit nagka-virus pa rin ako? But God reminded me this. He sustained me during the two weeks na may symptoms ako and now I am in the road to recovery. This result should not change anything. When I altered my focus from the problems to God, I understand my situation more clearly. Alam ko na hindi kami pababayaan ni Lord. Kung anuman ang mga mangyayari sa susunod na araw, I know God is with us and we can depend on His goodness and faithfulness. I also feel empowered. The defeated mindset na gusto pa lalong mag-isolate, sinisisi ang sarili, full of worries, anxiety, fear, was also altered to a victorious mindset. God revealed us that He will carry us through over-troubled waters, that He is the one who will rescue and sustain us. The victorious God is with us. Instead of me po- focusing on the problems and the negative possibilities, God reminded me of His character and promises. Merong purpose kung bakit ito nangyayari as I altered my focus on Him. True enough, pinatunayan yun ni Lord that He is good and faithful. Logic or science will tell na dapat nagkasakit din yung parents ko na kasama ko sa bahay pero they only had mild cough at sakit ng ulo just for a few days. Kahit yung ibang kapamilya at relatives ko. Praise God, hindi rin nagkasakit. Especially yung two-year-old ko na pamangkin, uh, ngayon lagi pa rin makulet at masigla. Walang nag-positive sa kanilang lahat. Not only that, God has been consistently providing for us as He uses Lighthouse, LGU, and other family members to provide for our needs during the home quarantine period. Yung hindi mo inaasahan tapos may blessing at nag-uumapaw pa, iba talaga si Lord. God uses people to pray for us, give us encouragement, and share His word. Truly, when we alter our focus on God, our eyes will be open on how God can rescue us, carry us, and sustain us during our difficult times. I hope you are encouraged in our story. I know God is doing something in your life right now. You just need to alter your focus on Him to see it. God bless, and to God be all the glory and praise. Thank you, Pastor Ivan, for such a wonderful story. Totoo po talaga na pag tinamaan ka talaga ng sakit na ito, doon niyo lang po mararamdaman the weight of this pandemic. And maybe you're like Pastor Ivan, or maybe your friends or your family members, or it could not be COVID-19 related, but that's just how this pandemic has treated you at your workplace, at school, Now that everything is changing, everything now is just so hard. And now that you're having a hard time to alter your focus on God. I pray that the story of Pastor Ivan, the story of Joshua and the Israelites is encouraging us right now to fix our eyes on our amazing God. You see, I truly believe God will really place us to a new season where it's just so big for us, where we have no allies, where there is no more option for us, that everything is just falling not in the right places and everything that is just standing still is God. He is starting now a new season in our life. 
where everything is big. Everything is just humongous. Even our minds cannot comprehend it, cannot wrap around itself to it. So that God can just show himself great in our lives. I pray that all of us right now are being encouraged. Truly, you are the God all throughout. And we pray, O oh Lord, that as we continue to reflect on your word, O oh Lord, that you are speaking to us, that your very words is clear now to your children. I wanted to open this time now to all of us, just to open this time now to come to the Lord and respond to the very words of God. Maybe you are right now in a situation, yes, it is a new season for me, Pastor Carlo, but it's just so complex. It, there's so much uncertainty. It's so volatile. You know, it's, it, it's so just difficult for me to move forward. But God is telling you, my son, my daughter, alter your focus in me. Get rid of all of those things that's hindering you in this journey. Let me be the one to take the lead and lead you in terrains where you will see my greatness, where you will receive the very blessing that I have already prepared for you. Live out the covenant, not just outwardly, but inward in your very heart. And start now declaring the things that I am doing in your life. I want it in this time for us to pray and just come to the Lord. If you feel like you are so full of anxiety and fear, God is here. He is with us. He is speaking to you and me, my friend. And He wanted to do amazing things to you today. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We come to you in humbleness, O oh God. In this new season that we are in, in this new normal, O oh God. Lord, we come to you and we ask for forgiveness. If we have entertained fears, anxiety, worries in our life, and now that our focus is not in you anymore. Lord, if we have, Lord God, allowed sin to take over our lives, Lord, we admit that we are sinners. Lord, if we have, Lord God, not listened, Lord, to your wisdom, and Lord, we, 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 we took the advantage, O oh God, not to wait for you anymore, and now we are in control of our lives and not you. Lord, we ask for forgiveness, O oh God. Let your Holy Spirit now, Lord, just comfort us and strengthen us. Let your precious blood just wash us, Lord God, from our sins and our mistake. And empower us right now, O Lord, to now alter our focus in you and start, O God, this new season, Lord God, through your lenses and not ours, O Lord, to have a reboot in our lives, Lord God, your way and not ours. 
Because we admit, O oh God, that, Lord, we cannot do it on our own. We cannot do it by our own strength and might. So, Lord, we go back to your words. We go back to the very promises that you have said. That as you were with Moses, you will be with us, O oh God. Lord, that we can be strong and be very courageous even in these tough times. Panginoon, if we will just continue to focus our eyes on you, O oh God. If we will just continue to follow your words, meditate on it day and night, and be sure not to be astray. Be sure not to step on the left and the right. Panginoon, that is your promise. And we hold unto your covenant, O oh God. And we want to live it out, Lord God. Outwardly and inwardly, Panginoon. And we are excited, O oh God, to declare your goodness in our lives to the people. Because even us, O oh Lord, if we are being tested by this pandemic, by these challenges in our lives, Lord, how much more the people are there who doesn't know you, who are lost. Would you also, O oh God, empower us Lord, to declare your goodness, to share Jesus and make disciples. I pray now for your people, O God. Lord, would you give now comfort to your people who is just trying out there the very best that they can. And I pray for the fathers and the mothers, O Lord, who are worried, O God, for their children's education. I pray, Lord, for the students, O oh God, who's giving out their best just to adjust with this complexity to study online, O oh God. I pray, Lord, for your young adults who are continuously looking for work or working hard in these new changes, O oh Lord, that we are in. And Lord, I pray for your children, O oh Lord would always seek you, O oh God, in worship. Lord, your promises are true. When you said, if you seek me with all your heart, you will hear me. Lord, this week, I pray, O oh Lord, as we alter our focus on you, that truly we will experience your glory, O oh God, as you have promised. Lord, that you will do amazing things in our life. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.